Welcome to the Getting Battle Ready Podcast, where we take you from zero to mid-table hero. I'm Chaos Jake, and these are my friends and co-hosts. Guard Jake. Death Guard John. Join us as we get you and your army battle ready. Hey everyone, welcome to the first episode of the Battle Ready Podcast. I'm Jake, and with me today are... Jake. And John. Today, we'll be starting our Getting Started series, where we walk you through building a 1,000-point list for around $500. We'll be starting with the Hammer of the Emperor, Astromil Tarn. The what? It's the guard, son. It's the Astromil Tarn. Says it on the box. Eh, it's fine. I think it's on the Codex, too. Yeah, it is it on is. the Codex. It is. But <laughs> in the Codex, they also refer to themselves as the Imperial Guard. Yeah, but on the Codex, they say Astromil Tarn. Yeah, fuck the Codex. <laughs> okay, but before we get started, <laughs> I do have a question for you guys. All right, shoot. Shoot. What is better, a pancake or a waffle? Ooh. Waffles. You think so? I'm positive. Out of the gate? No. Out of the gate? Like, no. Bro, they hold the syrup and everything. They don't just suck it all up. That's yeah. the best part, dude. Like when It's they like little strong. syrup cups of joy. Uh, the thing is, man, like, a a blueberry waffle just sounds freaking weird. It, it just... It's because it doesn't need chips. to have fruit. Now, are we doing like mini waffles or are we talking like Eggo waffles? No, we're talking like Belgian or waffles. Or just waffles. It's just waffle and a pancake. Waffle and a pancake. Dude, I, I think I'm team pancake. Team waffles. Weirdo. Nope. You, would, you would like waffles. Little hot pockets of joy I mean, I don't is what that is. Of syrupy that. joy. But the syrupy problem is, is, dude, if you fill all those little pockets, dude, that's way too much syrup. That's why you don't. You're selective on the pockets that you fill. No, you don't. You no, don't. Dude, go in you there don't and say pipe. no, dude. <laughs> Syrup into pipe. what an animal. Yeah, <laughs> I like putting my initials on my my waffles when I eat them. Oh yeah, great. DGJ got this. <laughs> That's too much syrup. Now the thing is about pancakes, they suck it all you, up. You they not no they they absorb it wonderfully. You could add fruit to them, different types of that, and chocolate chips, and it doesn't. Just ruin whatever you're trying to make it in. So what you're saying is you need to add things to pancakes to make them better. Whereas waffles, I mean, you're, they're you're just going to go. Are you going to sit there and raw dog a waffle? I will. He's just sitting there like, done it before. That's so good. Eggos. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, don't let that happen again. Uh, it's all bad. Nothing good came from that. So what are you, what are you thinking? Are you are you team waffle or team team pancake? My problem is if you look at it like like how I asked, if you can't add anything, I'm going waffles. Yeah. Yeah. If you can't add anything, waffle. Because, because I like that when you make a pancake, whatever you add is incorporated. Oh, not yeah. Not just set on top. For sure. But I think I have to go waffle. Now, what if you can add to it? Like it, a part of your balanced breakfast, what do you? Pancakes all day. But then you can oh, sit there and start going into like Belgium waffles and stuff like that, where they got that nice crispy sugar coating that they put on it too when they put it through when they give you your ice cream and. Yeah, that's why I said I'm going to go with what, what I asked. Yeah, no. So well, I guess I guess for this one, I am Team Waffle. Team Waffle. I If we just... Wait, what about cinnamon pancakes? Nope. Nope. Here's pancakes. a simple... A cinnamon simple pancake is, has the cinnamon... Would cinnamon you rather go to a Huddle House or a Waffle House? Or in a, an IHOP or a Waffle House? Waffle House all day. Waffle House. What is going on right now? What? It, to get a waffle or a pancake? Uh, well, yeah. if you're going to a if, Waffle House, if, you're not getting a freaking pancake. Yeah, if, you're getting if, a, a waffle. Exactly. If if you Actually, are team Waffle, do you choose Waffle House? Or if you're team Pancake, do you go IHOP? Well, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Waffle House. Yeah, if you're team Waffle, you're going to go for waffles. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're going to go Waffle House. I'm sorry. Like, if there was ever a war between Waffle House and IHOP, I'm, I'm going to be on Waffle I'm House's team side. Team Waffle, man. Team Waffle. I mean, those guys will fight for you. I know. <laughs> Their employees will fight. Let's oh, they will, little, they will legit fight for you. I hope employees are not covering me if something goes down. <laughs> oh, no, dude. They are. They're like, yeah. Oh, what you got? Oh, they're by. Meanwhile, you, the Waffle House employee, he's coming out with the meat cleaver in hand going. <laughs> he's first coming of all, out you with the Glock in bill. hand saying, let's go. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's on their application. Oh, you can you fight? It's on there. Yeah, it's on there. I mean, I've seen the videos. So... <laughs> <laughs> sure. I saw one the other day. A lady throws a chair at a Waffle House worker, and she's cooking and just catches it. Oh yeah, just Jedi <laughs> Force catches that bad boy, and I think she launched it back at her, if I recall. 
I don't, I mean, probably not. She probably wants to keep her job. Oh, no, dude. That's part of the, like, <laughs> I don't think she will get fired if she doesn't launch that chair back. You got to put it back. That's their mission statement. Yeah. I think that has to be. You throw the chair back. <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's in the mission statement. You throw the chair back. From it's, the top rope. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So the final. Well, that's the devolved. Yeah, you sit there, you catch it, and you hear the watch out, watch out, watch out. Okay. So, John. Waffles. Jake. Waffles. We're all just team waffle. Team ah. waffle, dude. Right. I'm just saying, I, I was pretty good persuasion by me. Like, I mean, it, he made a you made a compelling argument, my dude. So, and with that, we're going John, to the aircraft army. What have you uh, been hobbying on? Oh, um, I've been working on my Death Guard and my World Eaters. I recently picked up a World Eaters army, and um, I've been working on Angron, trying to learn the Angry Ron. The brutal non-metallic metallics. I, I I don't know why I decided to start on that, but hey, so far it's turning out so good. There's so much trim involved. There is so much trim. <laughs> like it, it's, it's like scratching your eyes out. Oh yeah, but with uh, a spoon. I'm getting there. I'm getting a very there. tiny, tiny sable spoon. <laughs> how layers. About, how about there's layers to everything? What are you working on? Um. Anything good? Nothing interesting? Nothing like recently. I took a little bit of a break because, as you guys know, I went to a GT. And freaking crushed it in the mid tables. Um, <laughs> I went to GT, I guess it was in November. Yeah, something like that. And uh, so I it was, was right after the Tampa Open. I was rushing to get my Emperor's Children at least 2,000 points of it completely painted. So. I was like doing eight hours a day of painting. It's just sitting there, just eyes bloodshot. Dude's calling me at like two o'clock in the morning going, why am I doing this to myself? Why do I do this? (laughs) And uh, and funny enough, I still didn't get it all fully painted. I actually had to use one of my Black Legion obliterators. Oh, I just couldn't. couldn't, But it was battle ready, so I got my 10 points. That's it. That's Um, that is all that matters is getting it battle ready. But like I talked about um, in our little show or something. Yeah. Like I talked about in our intro just above. Um, I do have a bunch of stuff. Like I've been building some warp talents. I just haven't put any paint on anything recently. Gotcha. Um, you got a color scheme in mind? You going to keep with the Emperor's Children? Yeah, I'm just going to keep going with the Emperor's Children. I really like how they look. That's um, fair. And I don't need three Chaos Ar- Space Marine armies. Why not, dude? It's it's good for you. It puts hair on your chest. Um, but I am hopeful to get some of that stuff done. I'm really waiting for... The data slate to come out to see what I really need to put my time into. <sighs> the sweet, sweet data out. slate relief. Um, other than that, though, I not too much. I have some chaos nights that I've been working on, like war dogs, but those are few and far between. So they're on hiatus until yeah. I can find some that aren't a hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> right, they're on the back of the milk jug. <laughs> yeah. There's somewhere yeah. out there. <laughs> that's exactly it. It's In just the warp, wanted. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's pretty much me. What about you, man? What have you been working on? So I am going to take the high road and be sophisticated, unlike you animals, and I've been painting some AOS stuff. Um, playing my Cities of the Imperium. Yep, I know. Terrible. This Are dude picks helping? up another game to play the same Heck army. Heck yeah. <laughs> same <laughs> army. Make it make sense. <laughs> Listen, ain't nobody know nothing about orders and how to play average dudes in uh, in AOS. And I'm about, like to, real life. about to show them up. But. Okay, bud. <laughs> I like to let you know I was not at the mid tables. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, man, you were the terror of the mid tables. That's was, what we're shooting for. I was the lower half of the top table. Ooh, there you go. Listen, listen, I technicalities, I, my friend. Technicalities. I destroyed those middle tables, and when I got to the upper tables, well, you know how it goes. But then, that middle and bottom tables, I was feared. It was. It was just. Uh, it was a good GT. I had a couple of tough matchups. Um, but I'm looking forward to getting some more. Yeah, some really dude long. in uh, playing, what was it, Space Marines almost rocked you? No, it was the World Eaters guy did. Was so it the World Eaters? The World Eaters was my one loss, um, and that was just a really good game. Gets a really good player, too. Yeah, really great player. Um, my other my clo- my other really, really close game was I tied with Black Templars, and that was a scary first game. That was the first <laughs> time I ever played them. Dude, um, they, are, they are gross right now. Yeah, they're really good, but I'm looking. Like I said, I'm looking forward to the data slate. I know that my chaos pace marines are going to take a little hit. Oh yeah, they're, dude, Thor is consistent right now. Thor is wound up Milinar, and he's looking at them chaos pace marines like, "Sup." I don't think it's going to be that bad. 
I mean, I think we're probably going to get the Eldari treatment. They're just going to target some of our. They're just going to just do nothing. Just just tickle the fancy a little bit to be like, oh, they're fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The hand gestures happening after. That, but, but I think it'll leave. What I'm looking forward to is I think it'll leave space. Hopefully, Eldari um, just dies. <laughs> just freaking dies. Uh, I'm hoping it just leaves space to maybe try some new units. Like I think Warp Talons are going to be really good. They, we'll see. they saw some competitive play at Worlds, so I'm sure they're going to get some type of tweaking. But I like them, and I think they'll be good. But, yeah, I'm open to see your possessed on the table. I would like him if they were cheaper, but that's that's another conversation. <laughs> You're not going to get a point deduction. I can tell you that much. <laughs> we can we can talk about Chaos Space Marines whenever we do our getting started series on the Chaos Space Marines. That is true, and but but Jake's over here making up a. A special Astro Melotarm list that's 400 oh, points yeah. over, hoping 400 points, dude. We're shooting for the freaking moon with that new dude shooting slate. for Mars. <laughs> if, if you guys, let me tell you something. If you guys go down 400 points from the list, I'll be playing Astro Melotarm <laughs> <for> next GT. <laughs> oh, heck yeah, dude. Bring it on. Everybody, the, the guard loves everyone. Come on in. Come die for your emperor. You mean the false god? The false god. <laughs> yeah, he's just false because y'all lost. That's why he's dead on a golden throne. He's not dead yet. He's like that dude in uh, in Monty Python just sitting there being I'm not like, oh, dead yet. I ain't dead yet. I was just reading a book. I I'm feeling better. I haven't heard the Emperor say one word. <laughs> well, Gilliman hears him all yeah, the time. Yeah, Gilliman hears him all the time. He's just chilling but there. Gilliman could just be nuts because That's he's died PTSD. so many times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, dude. Father? The, Father? Yeah. Well, bad dad. You know, he's he's happy. he's hoping to hear something. <laughs> uh, the the thing is, the emperor actually isn't dead. He just went out to go get milk. Oh, he just yes. hasn't came back yet. Mm. Mm. Hitting close. Wah, wah, wah. Where's that? Hit it. <laughs> it's too well, late. We've already yeah, said it. Yeah, you guys it. all did we it. We already oh. did it. Oh. You can't, you you can't gonna, hit the hot button. Now you got to do it. No. 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 All right. Fine. You can't tell him how to live. Me, I guess. I'll just cut this out. <laughs> You better not. We're going to segue into the uh, Astromilitar arm. Speaking of which, that is today's meat and potatoes. We're going to be rocking the Astromilitar arm. Heck yeah. <laughs> Fucking meat and potatoes. Yeah, we're going to be talking Astromilitar arm today. We're going to go through. Um, we're going to have a 1,000 points right around a $500 mark. Uh, that's kind of where we're going to be basing everything around is that $500 mark. And allow for you to get pretty much all the... The meat and potatoes. The meat and potatoes. The thing you're going to use pretty much in every list I'm that you're going to constantly this episode, meat and potatoes. Oh, hell yeah, dude. This is it. This is meat and potatoes, a guardsman's life. <laughs> they don't even get that. Uh, but with that, guys, we'll be right back. Starting off with the meat and potatoes. And everybody, welcome back. So as we last left off, we're going to be talking about the Astro Militarm. This is going to be our roughly $500 get around a thousand points for this this is going to be as i said before and as they all roll their eyes at me the meat and potatoes of your guard list meat and taters meat and taters <laughs> potatoes you know, you've got to boil potatoes. them mash them stick them in a stew but essentially this is going to be what you basically go through and you constantly go back to when you're building your 2k list but anyways so let's get started so the very first thing that you kind of want to start looking into getting is going to be a combat patrol. Comes with two Cadian shock trooper squads, command squad, field ordnance battery, and the ever impressive and stupidly cheap Scott Sentinel. If you can find it, the Christmas box is also a solid buy too. Oh my god, two Rogel Dorns. Yeah, the Christmas I mean, box is amazing. You can't go wrong. But. Yeah, I think. Whenever we built these, it was just the idea that we couldn't find those things. Like yeah. if someone walked into a shop at their LGS and like they were going to have just some generic. Listen, if you walk models, into the LGS and they've got that Christmas box, you buy it, you buy it. Even if you're not playing guard, just buy it. Yeah. You can just hold on to that. You'll dish. feel good about it. But yeah, like with the stuff that's in the, the combat patrol, we felt like it was pro out of the stuff that we have to discuss today. We felt it was the most important because it gives you. You, the just start so of much. your infantry, like it just gives you so much value um, with your infantry. The, like we said, the scout sentinel is amazing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it grants rerolls. It allows you to use your indirect as if it had line of sight. You the can scouts, bring it back. Yeah, this, exactly. With the two command points, you can bring back the scout sentinel. It is, 
it is a force multiplier on its own. Most mm-hmm. most everything in here is going to be an auto include because if you're playing Astro Militarum, you're going to need a ton of bodies. Um, but on top of that, you're going to need the Cadian Command Squad because mm-hmm. um, he makes Lord Solar just so much better. But the only thing that we felt was kind of a drawback was the field ordnance batteries are in a tough spot right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, they're overcosted, underperforming. Just take a man score. But there's not to say that you couldn't use these when you're learning the game. Oh, no, not at all. They're not horrible, you know. But, yeah, the field ordnance batteries are kind of in a rough spot. Um, you can definitely look into maybe putting those on the back burner as far as that goes. But as a whole, for $160 MSRP, that is the way to go. Yeah, because you're, you're going to, you're basically getting your Sentinel for free. Yeah, pretty mm-hmm. much. The next, and this is an auto-include in every single Astro Militarum list in 10th edition. He is just crazy good. He looks stupid as hell, but he's crazy good. Is Lord Solar Leontis. Oh, yeah, the guy with the horse. Yeah, in the far future. In I mean, 40K, it's, it's we're horse. riding around on like, isn't horses. Isn't it a robot horse or it's something? It's like half robot horse. It's a cyborg. It has to be yeah. a half robot horse. You put a normal horse out there, it's just going to be like, Nish. Yeah, like the, the lore is, is like, it, it receives like rejuvenation treatments and it's augmentics. Name, and, motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, you motherfucker. Yeah. Um, um, but for $60, he's go out there, bite so nipples off. fucking good. Did you Jackals see bite nipples see on? <laughs> you know, there is a story... About John and a beaver. No, it wasn't a beaver. It was a swing set. It was a swing set. That's right. He got his nipple ripped off by a swing set. We're jumping right into the first episode with that one. Don't worry. We'll get that in post. But yeah, for $60, Lord Solar, 100%. He grants an extra uh, command point. And then with the command squad... With the master box, you can shoot your orders up to, uh, what is it, 24, 24 inches. inches. But the big thing that's important with Lord Solar is he can command everything in the army. Every, it doesn't matter what it is. It says on his data sheet. So from your Bogrens to your Ogrens to your tank commanders to your super heavies to everything and anything he can give an order to. All your meat and potatoes. All the meat and potatoes. <laughs> yeah, he's just, he's too good to pass up. Um, I think he's... His points are a little rough right now, but I mean, it's whatever. I mean, but after that, our next suggestion, they're going to kind of, you're going to want two, and they are the tried and true Imperial Guard tank, the Lehman Russ. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with that. And there's a couple, like you'll find out there's a couple of different ways that you can kit your Lehman Russ. We always suggest magnetizing oh, when you yes, can 100% go online yes. look look <laughs> to see how to magnetize them especially with the way data slates work I mean, oh yeah God, some will go up some will go down so you, you don't know, want to be stuck with one build and then all of a sudden they make it oh it's 190 points now. um the other big thing too is just this is all about saving money and magnetizing will 1000 percent save, save you money, money. every oh, time 100 um i even did it on my play burst crawlers worth it while we're while we're talking about those Lehman Russes, though, there are two in particular that we felt were the best when building this list to learn how the Astro Militarum work. And that is the first one is the Demolisher. And the second one, sorry, is the Exterminator. The Demolisher, the reason that this thing is um, necessary is it is your powerhouse. It's your strongest weapon in your army. I'm um, excluding maybe do like maybe some big tanks have some other I mean, like high strength is, weapons, yeah, yeah, but super heavies have your super strong, like volcano cannon from your, uh, I think it was the shadow sword, the Dorn, it, and the Dorn doesn't no, go, the, no, the big high, cannon yeah. doesn't go to T, um, but the demolisher, it just is so powerful. It's got a fair amount of shots. It's going to be strength 14, which as you get in, we'll know that that is a good number to be around. Mm-hmm. Um, and the big thing is it's got a special ability, which allows you to fire your blast weapon in engagement range. Right, which is huge. Huge. Um, Going and, against like an army like World Eaters or something. Right, something like where everything is basing your tanks. That mm-hmm. is a huge rule. Uh, the next one, though, was the Exterminator. And the reason that the Exterminator is so important is it goes again to its battle ability, um, where after it's done shooting, whatever unit it's shot at, um, you can select one of them, and anything else in your army for the shooting phase gets an additional armor penetration. Um, which just amplifies 
everything you're able to output. Oh yeah. Especially when you target that model with your executioner, you shoot it, you get the AP, you turn around with your 20 man Cadian squad. You're shooting 20 last shots, AP one, one damage. If you hit, it's great. It's just paper cuts, baby. Paper yeah. Cuts. Death by a thousand paper cuts. Yep. And there's ways to make that thing, um, those things stronger, but we'll talk about them more, um, in a later half of the show. But uh, at $65, pick two up, three up, four up, as many as you can afford. They are 110% worth it. Um, what are most complex saying? Like anywhere between five and six or four? I think four it's around six. four right it's, now. It's around four to five, depending on what you're running, whether or not you're running a Rogal Dorn. The other, the other thing that we haven't gone over, it's not just the, the main gun on those two Lehman Russes are great, but what makes the... Astromil Terram's weaponry so powerful is the amount of weapons that the tanks can have. Um, and you have lots of options that allow you to choose what kind of units you're hoping that they will eliminate. Um, you could go heavy bolter heavy, which is going to be really good against infantry. You could just go plasma and melta and just say, I'm going to try to wipe out all the things that I can't deal with that you hold dear. And close yeah. To yourself. <laughs> um, and just go high AP so there's a lot of different ways to make these uh, these tanks versatile whenever you're starting to build your army. Like that's one thing I will say about like guard is they're very very versatile. Like they can skew lists to beat any type of army they want to. It's just trying to make one that beats all. Oh yeah, that's the thing is it's the Swiss Army knife of armies for sure because the goal of it is to try to handle everything. So and guards usually pretty good at that. Um, but the one. Plus side, going back to Lord Solar, he issues three orders, and each one of the orders that you can provide to each Lehman Russ allows them to, to operate. Makes kind of nice. Hitting on twos. But, yep. on twos. Uh, Jake, what's the, the next one you have on our list for us today? The next one on the list is one of my favorite uh, models of the Imperial Guard. It's the Rogaldorn. Uh, Ro- the Rogaldorn battle tank at $100 is pure power. God, that tank's $100. Yes, it's $100. But it's a great addition. I mean, it came out, what, right right there at the tail end of ninth with your book? Yep. I mean, yeah, my six-month-long book. <laughs> and it's, a, it's an awesome-looking model. Oh, my God. It's, it's so cool. It's so If you're cool a tank looking. guy, like... If you love G.I. Joe, you'll love it. Yes. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. It, it hits all of the bells and whistles if that's your aesthetic. Um, not only that, it like Jake said, it's a powerhouse. Oh, 100%. Um, it's not something you can leave unchecked on the board. Um, the other thing too with it is it's resilient. It's got a lot of wounds. It's very tough. 18 wounds. So it allows you to be, have a little bit of misplay mm-hmm. um, because it's going to survive it. More than likely it's going to survive at least one big hit. Um, and not to mention it has an ability called a blade of plating, which allows you. So now you have to do it before you roll your save, but let's say you have that person who's playing knights and they come in with their volcano cannon and it, you're just like, uh, I don't want to take the chance on saving this. I'm saving on a six up. Screw it. I'm going to assume I'm going to fail. I'm going to upblade of plating all the damage and be done. Yeah. I mean, it's a great ability. I mean, especially if you can use it on a high damage weapon, um, even on a D six damage weapon. Cause you never know the one time that you're going to decide not to, that's the time they'll roll a six. And if well, you yeah. run the engines here with him, you get them the impulse too, right? Oh yeah. 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 And we're going to talk about him later. Okay. Um, but he's, I think he's a good piece, but hundred percent um, to get us to that $500 mark. We decided that there's a couple other units we felt were more important, which the next unit has kind of become the unofficial all-star of the Imperial guard uh, as far as infantry wise, but Rambo himself, the, crazy Vietnam vet VTSD troopers themselves, the Catatan jungle fighters. Yeah. This, this unit, um, it's the cheapest battle line unit you can take. It's what? Five points cheaper, or 10 points cheaper than. So it is your Cadian shock troopers are 60 points a piece. Your Krieg are 65 points and the Catachans are 55. Okay. So they're five points cheaper than your normal stuff. And, um, but I'm, I'm going to tell you now guys, those models, they're so bad. 
They're not pretty. They're so bad. They're, I, think they they're, look terrible. I think they're fourth edition models, but they you know are, what? They, and they I look mean, every bit of fourth edition models. Those, I think you could just like get GI Joes from the dollar store, clip them on some bases and you're good. They to go. may look better. Yeah. You could definitely, you could probably get better detail out of like the dollar tree army men. Oh yeah. They're so bad, but, but they should be getting a glow up with kill team pretty soon. Yeah. There's that, I mean, they there? just, there's they, the rumor there. they just came out with the jungle rules. I mean, yeah, I feel like the jungle rules, nice little, uh, they're getting a book. So, if they follow kind of what happened with the Kazarkin, the Kazarkin book came out. That was called, shockingly, Kazarkin. Um, and Whoa. they, yeah, it was about the Kazarkin fighting against the Kroots and the Necrons. And when the, Ka- the Kill Team came out, their big models that came out was the Kroots set, the flayed ones, which were a part of the book, and the Kazarkin. So with everything coming out and the new. Katie and shot or not Katie, uh, Katachan book that's supposed to take place with the Tyranids. Rumor has it on the, uh, on the Reddit verse is that they'll be getting a kill team glow up, which they deserve. Yeah. Um, and then the reason they're so important right now is a couple of their stats. And this was one of the main reasons we decided a unit of these would be really important to grab. First of all, because they are an older kit, they have an older kit price, so they're a little bit cheaper. So it keeps you in your in our budget. Nice thirty five dollars um, for, for even those models for ten infantry. And so the big thing it teaches you is um, these are going to be like a screening unit. So these will protect your, um, sorry, they'll protect your tanks from aggressive armies that are able to charge you turn one, like your with a proper s- a screen, um, and. It also, setting up screens are harder to do to learn how to play. But if you buy them now, it gives you more time to get used to them, how they work, Mm -hmm. how they operate. And also, for me personally, when you're learning, if you're learning a new army, you're learning to paint, older models are a little bit more forgiving. They're usually a little (laughs) bigger as far as like their detail wise. They don't have as many details either. So that way you're able to get through, kind of learn how to get the paint to flow and stuff like that. Yeah. Face kind of looks like a bowl of mashed potatoes. That's it. I think, is that the last unit though? That is the last unit. So that right there. So of the, the basically to recap, you have the combat patrol, which is $160. Lord solar, $60. Uh, two Lehman Russ is at $65 a piece. The Rogel Doran at a hundred and the Catachan juggle fridles at 35. Um, that'll pretty much get you to about $485, give or take, depending on the price of your local LGS. Um, we're using, again, MSRP prices straight from the GW website because those are the easiest to look up. But with that, that gets you at 1,185 points, including the uh, Field Hornets batteries. Yeah, which is off to a great start. Yep. Um, there are a lot of armies that are not that lucky at 500 points. No, not at all. The first and then a little tidbit. What? 500 bucks. What did I say? 500 points? It's at 500 My bad. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And with that extra $15, we are all kind of talking, and that was probably like the perfect price point to either grab your first set of D6s or a couple of paints to get you started. You know, use that where you need, but also could just save you 15 bucks. That's it. Um, And the one thing that is, is like we've been talking about trying to get you battle ready. The one thing that you're going to want to consider and remember is you do have to build and paint all these models. So you'll be able to get your, maybe, maybe a set of snips if you're lucky. Yeah. If you go up to yeah. like Hobby Lobby. Yep. yep. Don't like, I wouldn't say buy the Citadel ones that they're like, Oh, it's 30 bucks. No, no, I don't snips. buy the, the wire side <laughs> I go, cutters. Those do not work. I go to Walmart and buy the wire cutters that you get to mm-hmm. clip. Um, As I just like, say, don't buy those. Fake. <laughs> <laughs> the ones like that you clip fake wire with for. Oh flowers. yeah. No, those are fine. I'm talking about my, my true blue, like go into my toolbox, grab my side cutters. I'm going to strip me some wires. Oh no, no, no. Yeah. No. Don't buy those. No. Buy like, you can buy some wire cutters for like five bucks. They'll do more than enough. Yeah. No, <laughs> from the from the flower section of exactly. Walmart. And with um, the small models, I highly recommend plastic glue instead of super glue. Otherwise, you will be gluing your fingers together multiple uh, times. Yeah. And that, that sucks. <laughs> it is a painful experience, especially if you're holding a model and then you take it apart and the model falls apart, but your fingers are stuck together. That's it. Before we get out here for another break, if you were to pick your battle ready colors were to go five colors what would you use to to get someone started you recommend for a painting um, me honestly i would probably like 
Prime and Black, I would do um, the Kislov Flush, which is through Citadel. Um, do the skin with that and maybe put red accents on it mm-hmm. and just put some mud on the, the base. You could use um, PVA glue, um, like your Elmer's glue. Get some sand out of your backyard. Save some money that way. Not everybody lives in Florida where it's a giant sandbox. Well, they got dirt. That works. They could figure it out. Just make sure to bake it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah make it. sure you bake it. Kill the grubs that are Kill in it. Kill if there's anything in it. Like, I don't know if you have reptiles or anything like that. They can jump, like, mites or pests or anything like that can jump onto your pets. So, Or, or just, just an FYI. Just buy the hobby stuff. I'm not going to spend six bucks for sand. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Especially, like, a little tiny tub of sand. That's, like, that's fair. I ain't got your money. I just yeah right. I just go to the beach. Yeah right. I mean, that's the perks of living in Florida. Yeah. It is. Uh, but, um, how about you, Jake? What are you What are you thinking as far as uh, paint scheme? Um, if I were to go with some something like real simple and try to keep it around five paints, because maybe uh, you won't know if the hobbying side of this game is for you until you start trying to do the hobby side of the yeah, game. Yeah, dude. You, and you then it's a wormhole that you just fall into. Yeah, and so and next thing you know, you got five hundred paints. I would. <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, so if I were to, if I were to paint up an army and try to keep it simple, um, I've always liked the Catechins. They've been my favorite. Mm -hmm. Um, but also I really love your army, right? Uh, your extra military army. Yeah. Yeah. I just only own Catechins. That's it. Just jungle fighters for days. I don't own, I, you know what? I own one 10 man infantry squad and I own 20 Kriegsmen. I own two of the kill team boxes but they're not painted and they're only intended to be used in kill team. They're not built to play 40. You're not bougie like me. With but, um, I've been seeing people dipping their tanks. Like, like dipping, like, into like the, actually like hydro dipping their tanks. Like they put like the camo and everything and then they really? just dip the tanks right in. It looks really cool. Oh, I bet that's really cool. <laughs> I bet cool. I bet that is cool. I mean, I guess that makes sense too, because you'll be able to build any type of camo scheme that you mm-hmm. want and then put it on. The, I bet you that looks fantastic. Oh, it's too. awesome. <laughs> now, do you have to clear coat that too? Yeah. I mean, you, would I guess that to. makes sense. Yeah. You wash um, it and clear it. Yeah. Wash sorry, it clear Jake. It. We just like, yeah, we're, sorry. We're like sorry. Yeah. Your, your opinion doesn't <laughs> matter. Okay. Hey, Jake, <laughs> fuck you and your opinion. No, it's fine. It's fine. This is the part. I mean, we haven't said it, but we all are hobby guys. We, this is our favorite part of the, the game. Yeah. But if I were painting, um, I'd probably do like a Bugman's glow for the, the skin tone. Um, just cause I do like, it's a little bit warmer. I would do that. I would probably buy like a Carrick stone or maybe a wraith bone to do the, the fatigues. And the, what we're talking about is the name of the Citadel paints. Usually if your LGS has a Warhammer section, usually right next to it, they'll have the paints. paint section and those are all the different named paints. Um, right. And um, let's see, probably some type of like earthy green. So probably like, um, Militarum green or death world green. Or- yeah. Like death world green, or I really like wog flesh. It's a little bit warmer. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a little warmer. And I like, so I like that personally. I would buy Corvus black um, to do boots and guns. Corvus black is really nice for, for boots and guns and whatnot. No, and it's, then it's it like- has just like a hint, like a tinge of gray. So I really like it over Abaddon black. And then probably I would buy either Astro Granite Debris or Sterling Mud to do the bases with. It's, there. Yeah. it's Jungle Fighters, my dude. They got to go with the mud. Well, yeah, I'm, but I'm just giving like, you may not want Jungle Fighters. Yeah, no, that's true. And like that color scheme would still, I think, would look good for even if we, you were painting your um, your Cadians that way. Yeah, but what yeah. about you, man? So as we all know, I am bougie and I have a what's the regiment in particular that I have. There's there's a few. There's Cadian. There's the Catachans that we talked about. There's Death Corps Krieg. But I fell in love with two regiments, one based off a book called the Tanith First and Only. Um, I originally had a Tanith army, but I ended up uh, getting rid of it, and I switched to Armageddon Steel Legion. Uh, the Armageddon Steel Legion is kind of jungle-themed, or not jungle, uh, desert-themed. So they have, like, yellow cloaks, and everything's based around deserty looks, and all their tanks and everything are camo desert so i would start off with a uh like a nice sandry dust as a base and then you can use uh steel legion drab which makes a real nice brown color look into it and a nice uh probably a shoddy bone to be able to go through and provide those nice highlights especially for your tanks 
uh, boots and shoulder pads and stuff like that. If your army has it, if you're doing the Cadians or if you're doing the regulars would be black, just Abaddon black. And then for my flesh tone, uh, if you're going to be bougie, guess what? They have this awesome tone called Katachan skin tone that you can make your Katachans with their Katachan skin tone. But then you also have Kadia flesh tone um, and depending on how far you want to go. And if you use contrasts, you can use uh, Gilman flesh, which works fantastic. And then for my base, um, because all mine's desert themed, I use Armageddon dunes. But uh, pick a base material that you like and go from there. All right. I think that wraps up this first part of our podcast. So we're going to take a quick break and uh, we'll be right back with you guys. All right. We're back for our last segment where we're going to go over some additions that you might be able to add into the thousand point list that we had given to you in the prior segment. Um, what we're going to start out with is going to be Gaunt's Ghost. That's Jake's little favorite unit. So tell us about it, Jake. Yeah. So to round out that nice 2K list, um, if you notice something that we don't really have in the uh, thousand point meat and potatoes of the list is something that jumps around and is able to reach out and get objectives or perform the uh, secondary cards or anything like that. And Gaunt's Ghosts do that beautifully. Uh, they're able to basically jump up into the air, go into strat reserve on your opponent's uh, turn at the end of their movement phase, or no, at the end of their turn, and then come back in the the end of your movement phase. So that way, let's say you pull uh, deploy teleport homers on your second round of you pulling your card or in the first round, let's say your opponent goes first. So you're like, okay, I'm going to take Gaunt's ghost uppies up into the air and uppies. hashtag uppies, hashtag uppies. And then you pull out your first cards and you're like, son of a bitch. I have deploy teleport homers. And you're like, wait, I've gone ghosts. Even if, even if I'm didn't deploy forward enough because you made a mistake, you can still drop Gaunt's Ghosts and be outside of nine and get deployed teleport homers if you need to. So they're also, uh, Gaunt aside, each one of the ghosts are two wounds. They always have cover. They always have stealth. They have lone op. They're just awesome. They are scions, but better. Um, they also hit real hard. They're able to order themselves or order somebody else. It's They are for... $75 and a hundred points. They are fantastic. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, also helps you a lot with your fixed secondaries too. Yes. Yeah. The big thing I feel like Gaunt's Ghost provides is a, a constant way to, if you're going to play tact or uh, sorry, if you're going to play fixed missions, um, I think it's a constant way to either get engage. Or you can probably get deploy is not bad behind enemy lines. Engage is probably where they excel the most. Um, now, can you do your orders while they're up in strategic reserve? You cannot. So uh, the way that it works is, so let's say because they have the order ability for regimental and Gaunt's Ghosts, you order them, they jump up in the air for uppies. When, uh, because it goes into your command phase, although anything in strat reserve can do have order. So like if you have Kazakin in strat reserve, they can't order themselves. But because Gaunt Ghosts, you have to target a valid model. They're technically not a valid model because they're up in strat reserve. So when they come back down, they lose their uh, order. Different with Kazakin because Kazakin are up in the air. They don't target anything. They target themselves. Technically, if you bring them in at the end of strat reserve uh, during the reinforcement step, they technically do benefit from their uh, order. Hmm. Cool. Um, Very. I think our next model of topic, which we've touched base on um, this a little bit, it's just a little bit different is the Lehman Russ tank commander. Oh yeah. Um, the reason we felt he was important to include and we didn't discuss him earlier is that he leads your tanks. He's the only thing in the army excluding Lord solar that has that capability. So taking him at a thousand points doesn't feel as good as once you start adding in, um, additional tanks to your army. The other thing that, uh, makes him really interesting is he has the option to take any of the different weapons from the Lehman Russ, we recommend the Demolisher because the Demolisher is so powerful. Um, Slips. It does. And the thing is, is he's a, he's 205 points. Yeah, he's only... So when you take him, it's a five-point increase from your Demolisher cannon, but you're getting the ability to give out an order to a tank. Exactly. So you don't want to take, like, 
the Vanquisher cannon, which is 155 model Lehman Russ, right? Because you're essentially losing 50 points worth of yeah, 50 points you could put somewhere else. Exactly. Um, he's pretty like he's pretty straightforward. Um, I think he has the exact same stat block. Yep. As his benefit a, is fight on death. Yep. He has a two up shoot on death or shoot on death. Correct. Um, and then the other thing is that he is eligible to receive an order from Lord solar. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's the only way he can be. That's given exactly. An order. So the, the Lehman Rust tank commander does not have the squadron keyword. So he cannot order himself or another tank commander cannot order him. So the only way to gain an order on the tank commander is through Lord solar. Right. Absolutely. Um, I guess the last model before we get into like what a tech piece is and what we find interesting in little one of the, we like in our armies in our list. Um, or I'm sorry, I guess we have two just mm-hmm. to still talk about. We yeah. have um, the Kazarkin, which I'll let Jake talk about. He's got the most knowledge on a lot of this stuff. So the, the Kazarkin are a kill team. So when you're looking over there and you see the orange boxes over in the guard section, you'll see, Either the Navy Breachers, the Veteran Guardsmen, and if you're lucky, because they're incredibly freaking hard to find, Kazakin. The They are a specialty squad, essentially built up of Cadian Shock Troops that approve themselves to wear power armor, essentially. But they, on the tabletop, do extremely well. They're able to order themselves, which very few units could do. Most of them need officers. And the fact that uh, they come with multiple special weapons you can give them a melt mine. You can give them a plasma gun. You can give them a power sword and a plasma pistol. You can give them a, uh, a rapid fire uh, a volley gun and stuff like that. They're just fantastic. Their specialty ability, though, is the melt mine, which does 2d6 damage to a vehicle. So the tech is, is you run them up. Place the mine within three. You can do it in any phase, so it doesn't matter. So if your opponent comes in thinking they're going to try and get into combat with you, they come in, rush your guy, they're within three, blow them up with the melt mine. feels real good. And also the other thing that's nice about the Kazrakin is um, if you wanted to, you can set them up for kill team two. So it gives you an option to be able to not just do 40K, but you could also branch off into another game. But- hey. And honestly, Kazarkin is like, probably one of the top kill teams right now. Yeah, I would say they're anywhere between A and S tier. And like seventy dollars is just a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and you'll you'll find that that uh, first of all, the, we should have prefaced forty uh, k is a trap. Yeah, there's <laughs> it's listen, a plastic trap. If you it's like money, crack. <laughs> don't play forty k. But um, it is a great game. Um, I think the next segment we're gonna we're so I think after that list was all done though, we said that it would cost you around. $920 MSRP. Yes, that is uh, granted. We have other things on here. Like you want, definitely want to get a couple more jungle fighter squads, the engine seer, an engine. Seer. We're about, yeah. We're going to tech in those. Yeah. Oh. Uh, another scout sentinel. Um, definitely another Lehman rust demolisher. Like, yeah. And also once we're done um, with this, um, we're going to move into talking about some tech pieces. I will have in the show notes, um, a copy of the list that we built here so that we can take a look at it and see what you like and what you don't like. Um, yeah, this is by all, by no means, uh, a perfect take all list. There will always be little tech pieces, things that, you know, you're non-negotiable where you're like, this model is just freaking awesome. And I want to play it in every single one of my lists. Like your Gaunt's ghost. Yep. Like my Gaunt's ghost. I just <laughs> lucked out that this edition, they're good on the glass edition because they weren't. So um, try again, brag a couple of just keep rolling. Just keep rolling. Um, a couple of models that I find myself enjoying more in my list for Astro Militarum than others is I really like. Um, oh my goodness, I blanked on the name. Um, the Psyker? Yeah, I do like the Primaris Psyker. Um, I think they're really good at keeping certain units alive. They provide a four up invul save to your unit during the shooting phase, which just makes them really strong. And there is like some times you'll fail like on a one you take some mortal wounds which it sucks it happens but overall it really helps hunker down a point um i really like iron hand straken if you're going to take a lot of catechins he gives lethal hits and excuse me um he also gives out he has himself anti-monster four up which no one expects and he get when he charges you re-roll the hit wound the hit and wound roll mm-hmm. so you get anger on 
come barreling in, screaming his head off because he's angry Ron. And you're like, oh, that's cute. Our hand striking comes in. He's going to counter charge the uh, angry Ron and then kill him on his four ups because he's antsy monster. And that always yeah. feels good. Antsy monster. I don't know what he's talking about. I don't either. Anti monster. I'm just, I'm just like, a little long yeah, he's, right now. He's just happy we're talking about Ashton right the now. Best freaking faction in the world. Talk <laughs> um, about this stuff forever. The other one I really like, I like the Manticore. Um, Indirect took a pretty rough nerf um, right towards the beginning of the edition because it was very powerful. But I do think Manticores still have a spot in an Astro Militarm list. They are your anti-infantry unit or shooting. They're indirect, but there are some play. They're real good. You can make them hit on two-ups. They're typically going to kill things on twos. Um, Just very consistent, very powerful Yep. If you uh, attack a squad bigger than five, you get free rolls to hit. I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't run more than two. I would. I typically only run one, but I think that it's very powerful in what it does. They like to eat space marines for. for that they do. Um. Really, like I said, really any infantry is very powerful. Um. Jake, do you want to talk about a couple of the tech pieces you like? Yeah. So one of my favorite tech pieces that I included in with the Rogaldorn. So my kind of my joke is is that a Rogaldorn is actually 300 points because you need to run it with an engine seer. Uh, the regimental engine seer, uh, the beginning of the combat phase, you target a vehicle that's within three inches of it, and you are able to heal D3 wounds and give it a fi- give it a four up invul. So when they see the Rogaldorn coming through being a boss in the corner of the board, they try to target it with their AP God, and you're like, oh, that's cool. Well. I'm just going to roll four up and laugh as I uh, save everything. And it's a real, uh, it just gives that much more saving ability that the Dorn has. And on top of it's 18 wounds, and then you're healing D3 every turn on top of that. It just turns the Rogal Dorn from A tier to S tier real, real quick. There's a couple of other things with the tech priest that I saw at a, um, at a tournament we went to. Mm-hmm. There was a, a guy that I played. He was a great opponent. Um, he was actually running, I think he ran two tech priests and one of them ran with a chimera as a screening unit and sat it on the middle of the objective in the middle of the board. And it made it a lot more difficult to deal with. Like with chaos space Marines, I don't have too many issues punching up into tanks, but a four up forces you to either ignore it or deal with it. So, um, there's a lot of utility and versatility if you, if you position them right, which is really cool. Um, not to mention the the ability to gain loan op within three, right? Yeah, because that's so going to keep that's going to keep snipers it. and stuff like that away from him. But yeah, there's definitely a lot of play there with handing out the four up invul that I think for I don't think he's more than fifty points. He's like forty five point, points. Yeah, yeah, forty forty five points. It he's so good to not to not in, at least include one of to keep something important alive. Yeah, if I'm gonna, I'll make the argument every single time. If you're gonna run a Rogaldorn. You need to run an engine here. I also don't mind him on the tank commander. No. So a lot of times one of two things will happen is, is if you put the red, if you put your tank commander and your Dorn kind of next to each other, you know that most likely what's going to end up happening is your opponent's going to target that uh, tank commander to try to blow him up early. Well, if you give it a four up and you position it so that way your Dorn is able to take advantage of the cover, it feels real good to where then you're able to kind of boost up and use that engines here to kind of screen for both of them and provide assistance where needed. Yeah. Um, I know your last one is scions. I love the signs. My, the ODSTs of the guard, uh, the scions, they have an ability called deep strike, which means that they can jump in at the turn at the end of turn two and nine inches away. They find a spot. They can hide. Um, fantastic for uh, behind enemy lines, deploying teleport homers, because you can get in your uh, opponent's backfield. Um, you get five models around 25 mil bases. You can, if you're good enough, you can pin them in an area that's less than three inches in size. And I've had people that they thought they screened out perfectly. And I'm like, nope. I got a tiny spot that I can go there. They're going to deploy teleport homers. Guess what? They're going to die. And I'm going to spend two command points to bring them back. And it's going to be worth it every single time. Makes sense. Yep. Uh, yeah, I think. Um, another thing, the basilisk. 
Yeah, Basilisks, like I said, indirect um, did take a hit, but they can be interesting, especially if you're playing into um, your heavy, infantry yeah, your heavy, heavy armies infantry because they can slow down infantry. Um, John has had some rough experiences with the Basilisks <laughs> and the poor death. unfortunate souls that Deathshot Terminators have a four-inch move base. <laughs> the thing that um, Basilisks provide is that when you do hit your opponent, which is what is key with these indirect things, is that you don't have to wound, you just have to hit. Um, for the Basilisk, it makes it minus two to advance moves, rate normal moves, and charges. Which So if you take a unit of Terminators, plants them in the dirt. That's it. We get they, stuck in the mud real bad. Oh yeah, dude. They don't. They don't move. Not even like joking. Literally every single inch will matter in the game. Um, it could be the difference between being able to make a charge, being able to shoot, being able to do anything like that. Um, so two inches minus either your movement, your advance, or charge is big time. Well, I mean, and the scary part, like, well, it's not scary, but it, it's detrimental, is that those things stack. So like, if you do hit Death Shroud with that their advances or their charges effectively minus four because mm-hmm. they're only going to get to move two inches instead of four. And now they're getting minus two to the dice roll, which is crazy. It hurts. <laughs> so, um, like I said, like there is an argument for each of the indirect pieces. I think that you would normally only take one of manticores. Like I said, I would sometimes argue two, just because they are powerful. Not to mention the big thing about the indirect is the uh, the guard has our faction ability as born soldiers, so born soldiers allows for units that have stay, stood still to gain lethal hits. So artillery don't really move; they just kind of take their orders and then they fire. So you're auto hitting on or auto wounding on sixes. So if you have imagine you have a basilisk that is giving something minus two auto wounding on sixes, it's it's becoming Real punch up. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, but I guess um, before we get out of here, if everyone wants to say goodbye, um, John. Adios. Till next time. All right. Jake. See you. All right. And uh, as always, guys, thanks for listening. And uh, catch us at the next one. Remember to always be you and to be kind. We'll see you guys later. <laughs>